You are now locked in to the Sitting Down with the Sisters podcast. Hi guys! Welcome back to the Sitting Down with the Sisters podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ayo. I'm Ashley. And I'm Temi. Timmy. Uh, are mics working? Yes. Okay. Everybody cool. sounds great. Amazing. Hello. It's oh. been one week, guys. Sorry about last week. Yeah. It was somebody's birthday. <laughs> I, yep. I wasn't we have another 26 year old in the building. Mm-hmm. It's me. How does it feel yeah. to be? Yeah. I feel good. I feel the same. Mm. Yeah. Bros. I feel like past 25. Yeah. Right. Do you feel that past twenty five hit at all? Do you know what's interesting? I heard somebody say about when you hit twenty five, it feels like life becomes more real, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like yes, you, like you you want more, you want better, you want like more stability, you want or like maybe because apparently your prefrontal cort your prefrontal lobe cortex. or cortex is more de- is developed at twenty five. So like your reasoning Jeez, stuff is a lot yeah, better. I hope so. And that you you want more and better for <laughs> that, yourself. I know that's scientific, but it's not showing in some people. Well, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it is. It, it comes at it's different stages for some yes. people. For some people, like some they become, reach at forty. Ah. Not right. 40. Some at 22. <coughs> no. Like, yeah, you become more sensitive to the reality of life. Yeah. yeah. Where I just think I've been sensitive from the start. So mm. I just think, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm just happy to She's be alive. She's a beautiful chocolate girl. Thank even you. Even more beautiful, even more chocolate. Thank you. Did you have darling. a good birthday? I did. I celebrated with my nearest and dearest. It was oh, a good time. That. And then um, mm. on the actual day of my birthday, I just chilled, which is always a vibe. Love so. that for you, babe. Yes. Ashley's that's that's our girl. <laughs> Ashley's, Ashley's next, next to join the 26 right gang the how are you feeling I'm excited you know like mm. I'm not it's, it's an exciting time yeah, it's, it's always like a time to be grateful to last year mm. I was definitely like anxious because oh. mm. I was hitting like that I think 25 at like the middle mm. yeah. but now I'm just like you know what I'm just ready for like Ooh, okay oh, sorry so, don't do that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah be, don't be sorry be careful <laughs> right okay <laughs> yeah I'm just ready for just a new age of what's to come with it. I'm excited. It's yeah. a blessing to get older. Like, yeah, for real. Like, when you think about it, it's mad. Always, always. Mm-hmm. That's why from next year, moving forward, I'm going to do my hardest to always do something for my birthday. Yes, please tell her because she doesn't like <laughs> yeah, celebrating. Yeah, please in the comments, guys. No, no, it's not like I don't like celebrating. I just find it very long. But whether it, it be the it smallest is. thing, no, it then is. it just puts a lot of pressure, you know. Especially mm-hmm. if you, when you don't plan, like, obviously it's hard because you, as you're getting older, you just have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to, like that you're to focus managing on. Mm-hmm. So naturally, you're not gonna plan in advance as possible. Yeah. So that's literally what's been the case. Like getting for me. people together, it's, it's a chore. Oh know. my god! But I've noticed as I'm getting older, I just always want more intimate birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Nah, for real. More than like a big dinner. No, it's always gonna be an intimate always, thing, unless it's like thirty and I want to throw a whole party. Yeah. Or something. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, yeah. even moving forward, I'm literally thinking holiday or just holiday. something just yes. to mark that day. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah, definitely. Burrow for color, chocolate with that be be deli deli boys. Yeah, I didn't want to say the word, so I was trying. As to I said, nere. Anyway, um, we're back again, guys. This week yeah. we're discussing something that I find I found it really interesting. So I just thought I would share it with the girls, and the girls thought it was interesting as well. So, um, <laughs> basically, I was listening to a podcast. It's a really good po- podcast if you're li- looking for podcasts. It's called Growing Together, and it's like a husband and wife, and they just talk about loads of random stuff, um, through the lens of faith, if that's your thing. But they were talking about how. So they were talking about something else, like about something that happened in a church and it went viral. But then it kind of like had a segue into 
like one of the people on the podcast basically said people that only attend that they think it's fake the people that only attend church on big occasions like easter and christmas and it just made me think like is it fake like i don't know if fake is the word i would have used but i just thought it would be an interesting thing to discuss like what what are thoughts about people that only not our, sounds like why are we thinking about them but like i don't know how to explain it what <laughs> why are, are we thinking yeah, about them? Like, like what's our what opinion? Is, yeah what is what our views? opinion on people that treat church as christian women um what is our opinion on people that treat church as something they just attend twice a year or maybe three times max? I wouldn't use the word fake, mm. um, but I would instead say there's a lack of intentionality there. Mm. I think when you care about something and when, for example, say if our friendship now, I'm only messaging messaging you when I want something. Mm. Outside of that, I'm never checking up on you. Um, I'm never there for you. I'm never present. Mm naturally the other person on the receiving end is going to feel like mm, is this someone that actually is my friend is this some, someone that deserves to be in my inner circle um i think that's how people should treat their relationship with god mm. um so when there's a lack of intentionality and then you're only attending on the special occasions um and that's why I thank God, God is a merciful God, that he doesn't view it the way we view it. Mm. Of course, God naturally wants us to be in fellowship with him. Mm. And fellowship is not just one-on-one, but also around other believers in Christ. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't use the word fake. I would say there's a lack of intentionality because I've had a conversation with someone um, and it always seems to be when they attend only, for example, Christmas and Easter, it's almost like a root, like a checklist. Mm. Like, okay, I've gone to church on Easter so they can feel better about it. Mm. It's almost like a pride ego thing. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily, for some people it might be a reflection of their church. You know, they might not like the mm. church that they go That's to point, and actually. they don't want to seek like a new church to go to, blah, blah, blah. So, it's, so they only attend on those two um, occasions. But yeah, majority of like, when I've had conversations with people about it, it's definitely from a place of, okay, I've gone with my family, tick, done. Mm. So it's, it's an interesting one. It's, an, it's really an interesting mm-hmm. one. I feel like one thing that, maybe they spoke about it in the pod, but on our pod, one thing that that statement is lacking is the intention behind the reason why they're going on those two days so I don't know if it's fair to say it's a lack of intention if I'm honest and the reason I say that is because the older I the older I get the more I I know as a fact that you know your relationship with God is not a complete how do I put it your relationship with God is not a complete reflection on how often you go to church or not Mm. and that's really important of course yes church is a place of worship you know somewhere that you should be but that's not the only place to feel the presence of god and we all know that Mm. for example um there's such thing as online services or where two or more gathered you know you can have a fellowship in your house you can do it with your friends you can do all of that thing so let's say throughout the year that is something that you do and then maybe on you know special occasions or such as christmas or easter you decide to go to church i don't know as a one-off like i said the reason why it's hard is because you don't know anyone's intention if it's a checklist situation then you know there's only so much i can say then you know we only know there's only one answer to that mm. but Whereas for a lot of people where it's not a checklist for whatever reason, 
Uh, maybe they work on Sundays and they can't get those days off and they need that job or for whatever reason, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's really hard to know what people's intentions are by not going for the rest of the Sundays in the year and they go for specific um, specific celebrations or occasions in the church mm. can i just add though i feel like that statement only applies to people who don't engage in fellowship at all right um so say if someone is doing live services i don't I, when people say that statement or you only go to church i think they're referring to people who who literally do, only do, do not go but that, that's all. and that's and that's why i said we should be careful because that statement did not i didn't take it that way right. Uh, right, do you get okay, what i mean yeah, yeah. And, and i could tell from when you were explaining given your explanation that's how you took it mm. but i saw it the other way the flip way whereas they never made it clear what those people intentions are mm. when they're not in the church right, they right, just okay, like what what is what are you doing outside the church the times you're not, yeah the times you're not in the church what are you doing for mm. god what you, what relationship do you have with him so if it was specific to those people that make it a checklist thing then of course we know where their intentions lie mm. but that statement is too vague for me to then conclude that you know they they have a lack of intention with god because it just doesn't clarify exactly mm. do you it's, know what i'm saying yeah it's an interesting one to me because i think <coughs> to give it more context they were speaking about it through the lens of like sometimes like easter and christmas are the only times that some people experience that like evangelism gospel message and if essentially what she said which i thought thought was actually quite profound is that if the sacrifice that jesus made on the cross mm -hmm. like if you actually believe that in that if you believe that jesus actually died for you mm -hmm. then there should be some transformative act in your life which would lead to maybe more devotion to your to your relationship with god which would i i personally think if you are a devoted christian a lot of people do say you do not need to go to church to be a christian mm -hmm. and i used to also say like not say it but like i used to be like yeah yeah yeah, like it's true mm -hmm. but there and it's true in some senses but in if if we're looking at the heart of what people are trying to say there mm -hmm. sometimes it's a misguided statement mm -hmm. because there is there is literally biblical like encouragement that mm -hmm. you should not forsake the assembling of yourselves together mm -hmm. and obviously that does not look that doesn't have to look like in going a to a, a church way, you know, in a place on of worship sunday. on sunday yeah. yeah but if you're not intentional about meeting together with other christians and your only reason for attending church is because you know on christmas oh. and easter there's going to be a big hoorah there's going to be a party there's going to be food there's going to be because a lot of the time it's either that people come for those two events and watch like watch night or crossover service like some people call it they come for those events because they know one they're parent has probably begged them to come or to or they they genuinely think they're going into a new year let's start off with price and then like, they mm -hmm. backslide throughout the months it's like a cycle it's 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 more it's not uh it's not from a place of true devotion to whatever faith you're a part of it's more of a just doing it thing and if it's that then i definitely think it's it's a it's I don't know. It's just not a good way to treat. Of course, your if that if God. as you've said, literally the explanation you've given, if that is the case, then absolutely, mm -hmm. then actually hit the nail by saying it's just like having friendships. Yeah, with we wouldn't treat our and relationships, relationships like you know. That, if you so if you claim we... yeah, if you claim to care about someone, mm. um, actions you know actions speak louder than words. Words as well, you know, everything put together. Mm -hmm. And if you're not really showing that, like then it just goes to show what sort of relationship you're trying to build and what foundation you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like 
I don't know. I still feel like that state. Well, now that you've given it more context, fair enough. Mm. I think. Sorry, sorry. go. No, you go. It's fine. I was just gonna say. I think it just makes me think on a broader spectrum more about our views on church attendance and how important. Like, because to me, I think because I've grown up in church and like I've literally, I don't think I can say I've missed a service. Like I can, I can't put up my two hands and say I've missed up to ten services ever in my life. I think mm-hmm. just because of the way I've been brought up, very mm-hmm. heavily involved in churches, it's just a part of it. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you go into if you're going to church everywhere every Sunday, and your mind is not in it. There's also an issue with that, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But like, I think with that being the background that I have, I, I do think there's a very, I think there's something very beautiful about attending a church Community. and being consistent mm-hmm. in attending a church and building mm-hmm. a relationship with the people mm-hmm. you go to church Having with. Having like-minded people around you is really 100%. important when you're on this journey. And I just feel like in the way Christianity is spoken about in our generation, I think the emphasis on community and Christian community specifically is not it's emphasized nonchalant. enough. It's very long, extremely nonchalant. I think people like to cover themselves in a lot of ways of like, oh, that statement that we I mentioned earlier about oh you don't need to go to church to be a Christian nobody said nobody is saying that explicitly but what they're encouraging you to do when they do say being part of a church is healthy mm. is because when you're surrounded by other people that are going the same direction as you by God's grace that will spur you on to continue mm. being in that journey and I think because of the the attitude to church in our generation mm-hmm. um that is lacking and then that's why you see a lot of people that do only sunday sunday christianity or they do every like twice a year christianity where your life is not really looking transformed your christianity is not impactful on Mm. your life and on the lives of those around you and it's more of a title than it is a lifestyle Mm. yeah and sometimes when you when you look at it from the flip side now Mm. um like to piggyback kind of off of what temi said um we need to be careful as well as Christians when having these discussions. Um, that's why I didn't want to use the word fake because sometimes, and I've seen it, I think we've all seen it, where having these sort of the discussions can actually discourage people right. even further mm-hmm. from not actually wanting to attend That was church. my point. That was my next point. Um, because when, like, and not to, I don't think they meant any harm when they used the word fake. No, I no, no. That was, that was just the it, initial question at yeah. hand. Um, but I have seen conversations when people, you know, have said, you're not a Christian if you don't go to, ch-. literally word for word, you're not a Christian if you don't go to church. Um, if you don't have a community, you're this, you're that. How is God going to bless you if you're not at church? Blah, 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 blah all of these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fear mongering, the fear tactical, um, evangelism to get people to church Mm. is actually having the opposite effect so i think the conversation surrounding this needs to be dealt with wisdom Mm. and spoken carefully and like you said kind of getting get to the bottom of it instead of asking people you know are you instead of saying or labeling already the reason why they're not coming why you should be at church you're not coming to church because you don't have a relationship look at everything god is doing for you instead of that ask people okay why aren't you what like why aren't you interested in, in attending church like if you don't mind me asking like what what's the, what's the root cause like you know did you grow up in church and if you have grown up in church like, what kind of made you and i'm sorry to interrupt you like, and have that conversation and once you once you actually dive deeper into the reasons why people don't go to church that's a whole nother conversation yeah, because if we're being honest, there's there's like they're actually reasonable church hurt if we're being honest that's one of the main things church hurts and let's not pretend as if obviously this is a whole different conversation but let's Mm. not pretend as if a lot of churches we haven't seen a lot of downfall of some of these churches that Mm. claim to be church and disguised in in other ways Mm -hmm. and not necessarily affected the people that are going there but 
indirectly affecting the people seeing it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. She it, guys. <laughs> indirectly affecting the people looking at it, whether it be through social media or on the news or whatever mm-hmm. the situation may be. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, uh, and you know, someone that's really into coming to the religion for the first time and that is the introduction they meet at the at the door you know so so the reasons of course we know a lot of the reasons are let's be honest laziness or they just don't take their relationship with god seriously let's not undermine that Mm -hmm. but at the same time there are like some reasons are valid and i can understand why so as christians it's our job to in the best way possible as she said be careful and be considerate in how we approach it Mm -hmm. and, and do our best to try and change that for them mm-hmm. but don't, don't water it down either um i think the culture we're in and that i'm seeing and that i've even been um victim yes. to i'm just <laughs> i'm just all over the place <laughs> um that i've even been victim to is sometimes like your environment you can become susceptible to kind of watering it down mm-hmm. and in asking them the results the results shouldn't now be you kind of, you know, diminishing the power of actually, like I said, being in a community mm-hmm. and building relationship and being a part of a fellowship consistently. Um, just being able to stand your ground mm-hmm. and that doesn't look like shoving it down their mm-hmm. throats or putting it in their face, but having that conversation and maybe including transparency and how it's, you know, changed your life, how it's affected your life, Mm. the stability it's brought to you, Mm -hmm. the positive effects it's brought to you, Mm -hmm. just having that transparency all around, because I think, especially the older generation anyway, and it's unfortunate, um, like my parents' generation, seeing them, a lot of, let me just speak about it from the African community, because we're African, isn't it? ADE, African is everything. (laughs) Um, And I I saw this discussion, funnily enough, um on youtube where they were like where someone was like you know he grew up in church but unfortunately he's not at church anymore and he was very open to wanting well, to like go a lot of back. people's story they're yeah. very open to wanting to go back to church but you know seeing his parents at church every week every sunday um they saw a different parent than the one they saw uh-huh. monday to saturday right. um mm. and that's very unfortunate it's very common for a lot of people yeah. where you know in sunday they're this respected person in church you know they're almost kind of quote-unquote worshipped they're doing x y and z but mm. then monday to saturday at home it's a completely different mm-hmm. parent mm-hmm. um and i think that's very very sad mm-hmm. um because that is like that's the f- through our parents, that was our first introduction. For me, right. anyway, that was my first in- introduction to Christianity. Right. Um, and for other people, if you're now seeing someone completely different at home, and that's not to say that your parents are perfect. They were going through their own traumas yeah. and dealing with their own things. Um, but unfortunately, if that's, that was your introduction, back, back to what you guys said, to religion, to Christianity, um, and then, you know... It's, it's kind of like it's a battle in your mind can i tap into what you're saying Go, yeah you i feel like you ex, you'll explain it Go. <laughs> no i'm just like essentially if something that your parents have marketed to you as something that's going to be transformative for your life but you haven't seen the work evident their own life. like evident in their life why is that something that you're going to take on as something that you should Bingo. you know you know add to your life and see right. as beneficial and that is true like if somebody's recommending you a product but you've not seen the effects for it in that person mm. are you going to buy the product probably not and that's why i feel like mm. the whole thing about training up a child in the way they should go like of course that is you know 
a big deal. That, that that's like that's of course that's what we're assigned. That's what parents are assigned to do mm-hmm. as parents. But God also tells us to live the life. You don't. You can't train somebody and then also be doing counter to what you're to what you're teaching because at the end of the day it's gonna it's not gonna reap the fruit that you want and to tap into also another thing Ashley mentioned about the discourse has to be handled properly because I think a lot of the time yes we should definitely validate church I think there was a big thing with this during COVID actually there was a lot of rooms and spaces and clubhouse things about um Clubhouse. addressing like church hurt people were naming church, people were doing a whole thing mm. and as much as that is very healthy and people should be have a, a space to voice Open those discussion. things mm. where there isn't like the wisdom and where there isn't the um safeguard the safeguarding and also the like the responsibility or the accountability of someone to di- redirect people to to realizing that a lot of this church has nothing to do with jesus and it has nothing to do with god what is. god is calling you mm. to do mm. because a lot of the time when you validate church in the way that i've seen it validated on social media you, you a lot of the time people are just also validated to leaving christianity altogether and that is not how you handle those situations because at the end I of the agree. day you can run from pillar to post all you want true healing and and real like living only starts when you give your life like when you have a relationship with god and that can look different obviously as you're going through that transitionary phase of like dealing with the hurt Mm -hmm. no one's saying you should run to the next church you see and you know devote your life to it but there should be an encouragement and there should be a a safety net of people that are Mm. also still edifying you in your faith that are still encouraging you to understand that you know what these people that gave you a very bad representation of what christ and christianity look like that is not what the whole story is and i think that is what is lacking um and it impact yeah and it impacts church attendance because people are wondering how the people are literally wondering why the younger generation keeps getting more rebellious keeps getting more wild keeps getting more brazen in the things that they do and there is a heavy lack of a fear of not i don't mean fear of god as in to be scared of him but there's a there's a lack of reverence for things that should be revered whether that's holiness whether that's righteousness whether that's simple things like justice for Mm. people how you should live your life morally there Mm. is a lack of importance Mm. impressed on people Mm. in those areas and because of that of course you're gonna we're just gonna continue to breed more generations of people that are rambunctious and rebellious because at the end of the day there's no there's no foundation to a lot of things and people are just being validated to do whatever the hell they want to do and they're looking for social media for answers Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why i think sometimes having conversations that are heavy social media is a good place to start them but it's not a good place to finish them mm. because there's no that part. there's no there's that's no se- there's no security there's no safety mm-hmm. there's no actual true care being taken to ensure that the souls that people are leading astray are also being brought back into the fold mm. it's very dangerous it's especially scary. in especially in religious and faith-based circles mm. you know sorry, sorry no no what i was gonna say was what you you know what you were saying about um people just not judging christianity the faith mm. and you know jesus based off what they see on social media mm-hmm. for some reason i i I know, I know what you're saying is true because I have seen it, but I've also seen a majority of the time what I have seen is people acknowledging that. Um, and it comes from a lot of Christians, obviously, mm. um, or people that want to be Christians or identify as Christians. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I can't speak for everyone, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like people do understand that this is not Christianity. This is not a reflection, a of, reflection God. of God. <clears throat> this is not a reflection of Christ, especially when you, 
I don't know, I don't want to use the word common sense, but once you get to a, a certain age or maybe a certain understanding of who God is, mm. and you don't have to be an expert to know that, um, at the end of the day, the church and people that work in the church and some of the doctrines in the church, they're man-made, and we mm-hmm. all know that. Mm-hmm. And once we decide to sign up for that, we're bound to human errors yes. and imperfections. Mm-hmm. So in knowing that, just because a few, one or two or you know, whatever your experience may be in a church has not been the best, mm. you should you you would in your heart of hearts know that this is not the faith that you know, this is not the religion or this is not God. Do you know what's interesting? You know, about, that's the, do, do you I, know what I'm trying to I say? I one hundred percent hear what you're saying, but yeah. do you know why I disagree? I do you know why I disagree with that people know? A lot of people don't. And the reason really? why that's is sad. because you, do you know why you can tell a lot of people don't? Because their relationship with God suffers at the end of the day. Like, say, for instance, you truly knew that it wasn't Jesus and it was just people that mm-hmm. did it to you. Mm-hmm. The way you would treat the things of God would not change. Yeah. So, like, for a lot of people... Oh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I, f- I, th- I hear you, but I feel like the reason why that happens is due to laziness. Of course, it's due to laziness. And it's, it's, it's not because... It's a, a lack of belief in what you believe, if that makes sense. Because, say, for instance, when I personally believe as you mature as a Christian anyway, mm-hmm. once you get to a certain point where your convictions are so grounded in you, there's mm-hmm. certain things you could never do. There's certain things you could like whether you doubt and you question and you struggle Mm. that's always going to happen because we're humans but the actual like core of Mm. what it means to know who god's character Mm. is that really it doesn't really shake it doesn't shake a lot of people have not reached that point Mm. where they feel like they it's not shakable do you know what i'm saying Mm. like obviously you're speaking from your experience and as i know you to you have the faith that you have and just the relationship you have i I, that's this is my opinion i feel like it's unshakable but i feel like that's not everyone's experience so going into the church people want to go there to to get that experience and so they can have that relationship where it's unshakable Mm -hmm. but unfortunately the churches that they do go to it doesn't give them that so then they go back to square one where they're not willing to do the work due to laziness or because they haven't experienced that encounter where it then God. becomes unshakable and then it becomes a cycle. But that's what I'm saying to your point because you're saying for a lot of people, them mm. know, distinguishing the, the difference between Christ being the issue and the church being the mm. issue. You're saying that for a lot of people, it should, like it's common sense essentially, you should know that it wasn't Jesus, but mm-hmm. it was the people. But then if you knew it was Jesus, then you're, your, it wasn't Jesus. Like you're, you, you, yeah, if you knew it wasn't Jesus, then your attitude towards him and the things of Christ would be different what i'm saying is a lot of Mm. people's lives remain the same or get worse not in terms of like the state of like their money and stuff i mean in their devotion to their faith for instance a Mm. lot of it gets worse and it even it usually just falls off because Mm. they're not able to disassociate the two they a lot of people i I don't know if it's because they're not able to i hear you but but i i genuinely believe it's not necessarily because they're unable to dissociate disassociate the two Mm. i just think it's genuinely because like literally when you went the whole point of going to church well in in my experience the point of going to church is i have this let's say for example you have a business plan and you want to like explore it a little bit more you get like a business expert to assist you same with god like i have this burning faith Mm. i don't know what to do with Mm -hmm. it how do i move what do i do in life you go to church to learn from church and you what you meet isn't always genuine Mm -hmm. because it's man-made work for whatever reason it's just not the best Mm. and you don't go away thinking oh god like you know christianity as a whole is mad you just think because there's no one to teach me naturally i'm gonna backslide mm-hmm. that's what i think it is i don't think they, they then go I'm and say it's conscious i'm saying it's subconscious because mm. a lot of the time what people say a lot of the time is how you view god sometimes stems from how you view your dad so if your mm. dad was a certain type of way when it comes to discipline and certain things mm. there's a way that you then view god and you don't know that it's consciously that you're viewing god that way mm. but until you t- like sometimes it takes people getting into a place of literally like whoa 
like then they, they catch themselves in the moment. Yeah, it's not conscious. I think it's subconscious. Okay. I think yeah. you want to say. But I I agree with you. But the part where I I agree disagree kind of with mm-hmm. the not being able to disassociate. I feel like naturally when people do um when people do experience church hurt mm. and um they're in a space where you know that people have said one thing and it's another in regards to church naturally it will your how you view how you view god unfortunately will naturally be affected and impacted Mm. um whether you you intentionally don't want to to, um associate the two Mm -hmm. um you're not gonna you you, you want to not associate the two mm-hmm. but naturally but you will. naturally you mm-hmm. you won't be able to because that is what's because your core has been affected and also mm-hmm. part of christianity is that christians are meant to represent christ mm-hmm. so if you if the people that are representing christ have have betrayed you have mm-hmm. abused you mm-hmm. naturally of course it would it would be natural to you know what do you know what you're so absolutely right yeah, actually and, and the reason why i've then come to that realization actually is because i know more than a few people that have had that experience coming into church you know we've all grown up together in the church mm-hmm. um and they were heavily involved in the church when they were younger they get to a certain point and they make certain realizations for themselves and they feel betrayed by some of the things they've been taught mm-hmm. and they've completely washed their hands off the faith altogether, altogether. Mm-hmm. and it's honestly sad because at, at that point my question is then who do you blame because it's hard to don't get to yourself. Of course, there's some people that, you know, you can point fingers at. I'm not going to lie because you know what you were doing. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, when, when, when judgment day, day comes, you have blood on your hands mm-hmm. and I'm so sorry, point black. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what about the ones where you can't even like, for example, talking about our parents, the ones where it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's maybe what they've learned. Mm-hmm. Traditions played a part into it. Mm-hmm. Church culture. doctrine, culture, mm-hmm. everything. And it's just, who do you blame who do you blame and do you know it is to answer that yeah i genuinely think this is what i think needs to happen to everybody who's brought up in a household of faith you have to come to a point where your faith becomes your own right you can never ever just lean on your church for the rest of your life as the only source of where you get absolutely like until you've actually divided the word for yourself the bible tells us to study it to show ourselves approved there's a there's a part of being a christian that requires the onus to be on you for you to do the work to see if you really believe it for yourself that jesus encourages us to also count the cost if you see the cost of christianity is not something you really care to to pay and you care to live out Mm -hmm. nobody's forcing you to do it either and i think that's where i think a lot of the time the issue or the 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 problem comes where people don't realize that they actually do need to do the the heavy lifting of like personalizing their own faith you just Mm -hmm. answered my question i was literally thinking in my head whilst we was having this discussion how do you know i've always thought about this based off my experience growing up as a in a christian home how am i going to raise my kids Mm. and it's so heavy in my heart because I know what it's done to me, whether I've been vocal about it or not. Mm-hmm. I know what it's done for me, mm-hmm. done to me. And this is, I, I happen to fall into that category where I will never blame my parents. It's not their fault. But Christianity was not an option, which I understand because you have to bring your child up in the way of the Lord. And that's, in, in my parents' way, that's the way they, they wanted to sort of um, take you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, you know, follow that part of the Bible and, and when I say I don't know or I'm trying to decide how I'm going to do that with my kids, it's going to be in the same way, of course, but 
So I'm going to follow the Bible and, and do that. But maybe the approach might be slightly different in a sense where what you just said, what a lot of parents fail to do before they turn 18 or before the kids go to uni, they don't give them that choice. It's right. like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And they don't like encourage you to do the work that and you that's, need to that's do. Not, that work for faith. yourself. And that's not faith. And before yeah, no. I reach the age of 18 or even after finishing uni, sometimes like I still, it's a thing where I started building my relationship with Christ a bit later Mm-hmm. Than I would have liked to mm-hmm. because I wasn't encouraged to yeah. because it was it literally wasn't an option. Similar. Waking up in the morning on mm-hmm. Sundays, you must go to church, mm-hmm. whether you be 15, 14. Mm-hmm. And I get that because at the end of the day, my parents are my you know, they're my guardian. They mm-hmm. I have to listen to mm-hmm. them. But in listening to them, that could have been a bit of a you have to go to church on Sunday. However, mm. when you if you just you know, start encouraging. Explain why. Yeah, explain Talk about why. It. Make that's, it a discussion. That's, I think that's that's what's lacking. There's, make it a discussion. There's, there's a lack of the why. There's a lack and of when conversation. You, when you, and when and when you ask people, okay, why do you believe? Right. Oh, because I believe Jesus Christ. No. Why? Why? Yeah. What is the why what, what's he impact? done in your what, life? What is the what's the impact of Christianity on your life? Because what is the re- what's the relationship? Mm-hmm. Now, now why, I can answer why that. Why is it important? But being, for you imagine to being see imagine being such an active member. I would listen. I was such an active member in the church mm-hmm. from young, from young, even from back home in Nigeria, from the little I can remember. Like church was just not an option. You have to do it, yeah. and not just do it. You have to be actively have involved. To be a member in the worker. Yeah. Right now, since I've left uni, I've been to a few <laughs> churches after uni because i'm still trying to find my feet in terms of what church i'm really trying to settle into Mm -hmm. the ones that i have been to i've been so reluctant to be a part of the the, working like the to serve serve in the church yeah no and do you know what tem your point is so powerful Mm -hmm. like it's actually so powerful because it's i think i can relate to that journey i grew up in church very active in church from the day dot both Mm -hmm. my parents very active in church everybody does something in church and it's like until i had my own personal relationship Mm -hmm. with god until you anybody has their own personal relationship with god you're going to be doing it out of just man-made service like it's never going to be from a place of devotion to christ and routine yes my mom said that my parents said i have to be a part like literally sundays sundays i can't go anywhere because i have church routine that's me like Like, you might want to go somewhere you can't because it's like sundays i couldn't go anywhere yeah. what leave me out your plans on sundays i could not and sometimes attend it carries out into the week like yeah. for me my weekends were surrounded again around church rehearsal, if it's not revival it's bible study mm-hmm. um church rehearsal mm-hmm. um, choir rehearsal all through, ushering all throughout the week and and thing is yeah naturally if you don't have a real core reason as to why you're doing all these things you're going to naturally and if you look Mm -hmm. at the people and if you look at the people that have these opinions about Mm. you know they don't really want to be involved in church or for whatever reason it's the ones that were brought up they were once involved they were were once involved involved. brought up in church or they were very heavily like it was just it was in their faces a bit too much they were living close to people that are meant to be influential in the church it's it's actually and and, and you know you can't blame them because subconsciously you just rely on those people naturally Mm -hmm. and then when you get to the point where you want to have your own understanding you realize you feel betrayed and you're just like now you've all lied to me yeah literally paul said and he literally said follow me as i follow christ naturally as a christian you're going to be an influencer there's going to be people that see you and be like oh i like your relationship Mm -hmm. with god i feel like like i want to and Model that, yeah. as Christians it's on us to be good representatives Absolutely. of Christ because at the end of the day whether you want to be an influencer or not you are yeah. by proxy to the fact that you by pro- 
because of people because people are near you mm. by proxy they will always be and they're always probably be trying to build that relationship too 100 percent. at the same time you don't make people your idols never put God. people on the pedestal and also people that are trying to emulate christ there is an onus on us also to be honest about where we fail and flop mm, because right. then you're giving authenticity to what you're actually that is it yeah. it's not yeah. making yourself That's feel it. like you know you're you're untouchable and mm. you're perfect mm. yeah. you're, well, you're somewhere just, where you're not exactly because be that's where a lot of that. people have struggled with church attendance and just being a christian in general they think as soon as you become a christian perfection just comes next it's and that's why the church just, that's why the hurt begins yes, to come because mm-hmm. then you know as humans naturally you'll mm-hmm. be betrayed but mm-hmm. because you don't see it coming mm-hmm. you've seen them as such a huge figure in your life yeah. or you know respected figure mm-hmm. when they do something that's just out that's of that it. you're like, just yeah. like wow no it's, the and it's a work in progress you work at your salvation everyone's working at their salvation yeah. every single day yeah. Yeah. yeah and also when you see things that are when you perceive christianity to be this perfection thing you as mm. a human being will feel like it's unattainable so then you won't even want to try mm. and i feel like that's also where these lapses a lot of people yeah happen just as well. give up yeah but um i would always encourage you if you're someone that's fallen across this episode because you've been hurt by church mm-hmm. um or you struggled with faith in general i'm not here to force you to say you need to go back now and you also need to you know, give your life to christ right now but i want you to think about it and i also want mm. you to be intentional about looking for a community of people mm-hmm. whether that is a physical church on a sunday or it's a group of people that are dedicated to christ look for it mm-hmm. and don't feel like you need to present yourself as anything other than who you really are at the moment because god can only save who you really are yeah. so just go there as exactly. yourself and the lord does the rest of the work yeah that's and i'd say really, put it in prayer as yeah, well that's yeah even if it's prayer doesn't have to be you know you're closing your eyes and you, you're praying for 30 minutes even if it's just god Whisper. you know what i'm at a crossroad right now i genuinely don't know where to go or what to do next because i've been there like i know how it feels and you feel heavy because it's like i should be at church but i don't have a church that i call home mm. like i don't know where i should put my two feet like what do i do um so literally just offer it up to god and be like god you know what lead me show me mm-hmm. put people around me that will guide me in the right direction that will show me that this is where i'm supposed to be yeah and it, there's no rush mm-hmm literally don't He's put faithful. pressure on yourself all he wants is a willing heart and That's everything it. else will fall in line so yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode thank you for sitting down with the sisters <laughs> um share your thoughts in the comments i actually think this is a really interesting discussion i feel like there's so many different angles you could look at it from mm-hmm. yeah there's so much personal experience as well like feel yeah. free to share if there's something that we didn't touch on that we didn't mention like share mm. it down below in the comments we're mm. interested to hear yeah. different perspectives And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.